0: Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss and meet with people, businesses, and trades that have motivated and inspired us along the way of creating our own business, River Road Brewing and Hops. I'm your host, Nikki Andrew, the original River Road Blonde, and this is Down River Road.
1: Take a moment, dear, and dear. The roses, that's what they say. Never dwell upon the fire. From a dirty glass. Locked a lot of
2: hair is like that's good It hasn't happened The knock on wood This be very silly
0: Episode of Down River Road guys. I'm so happy to be here at home for once which is kind of crazy. We are on stage right now at River Road Brewing with some very very special guests that are here to play tonight Um, and we're gonna have a little conversation about their insane busy lives. So welcome Robbie and Sandy. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Robbie and Sandy are the mud men. Started out as the Campbell brothers right?
1: Yeah, we started as Campbell Brothers years ago, and then uh, we actually got signed to EMI Records as the Campbell Brothers, but then we changed the name to Mud Men. Which is perfect. And uh, it came from us working in brickwork for so long, and so that's the <laughs> Mud Men mixes the mortar and supplies the bricks. And so there's six of us, we're a whole band, And uh, but Rob and I started the band. Yes. And-
0: Next year will be 25. 25 years, which is insane, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of crazy.
2: Well, we said time flies when you're having fun or even when you're not. We said, you know, uh, we said we paid our dues and we said we were planning on some some great things there. We joked around about, you know, some t-shirts, you know, 25 and still alive and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are surprised when they find out that, uh, you know, we've been around so long because they go to an event and they see a band similar to us that's been around since breakfast and they, they wonder if they influenced us and it's like, well, we're going on 25 you know, four, five yeah, years, long and they're, time. they're going on 25 minutes, and, uh
1: <laughs> Well, we know. said, too, we actually started around uh, 1992, playing with, like, the Irish Rovers, yeah. which Rob got that. And uh, we always talk about being friendly and sociable never hurt us, you know? And right. sometimes the cool kids think you're not supposed to talk so much, but it's helped us out. So we've actually been doing this since around 92. Which is and then 94 or five, 95, I guess, we put together uh, the whole band and, and you know, lost lots of money and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> Then 98, we did a Mervish production. That's what got us signed to EMI Records and Which all that. Which is insane, yeah. So.
0: It's, been, so it's been a kind of a crazy road now. My husband and I first saw you, actually it's kind of a crazy story if we go way back. My friend Liz, who I think both of you know, um, was who introduced me to the music. And then when I heard you were gonna be at the Fergus Scottish Festival, I was like, well, we have to go. And I'm pretty sure Liz came with us to that concert. I can't remember 100%, but at that time, it was like the Fergus Scottish Festival where you would play was a tiny little tent. And was, I was—I remember walking in, and you're like surrounded by men in kilts everywhere. There's men in kilts, and you guys came on stage, and it was like insane. Everyone went wild. It was such an awesome show. Um, but that was like back in—I don't want to say. It was a long time.
1: probably around 2000. Yeah, like it it's hard long to long know. Long in that ago. time, in that small tent, that might have been the time that our drummer's um, father was um, close to passing away. So we had a uh, substitute guy came in with two or three days notice and he's the guy that plays with Tom Cochran and people like that nailed it yeah. so yeah we weren't firing in all cylinders that night but uh, but, um, but
0: it was a good show I
1: it was good and we done. we of course we were much more wild in our early days because I think we had to be the when people talk about the bagpipes, they have a preconceived notion in their minds. So we had to try to change the way they think, you know? Absolutely,
0: and I get that. That makes sense. Um, let's talk about some of your past accomplishments. And I know something that always comes up is your meeting with the Queen. And I know it's kind of one of those things where it happened, it's amazing. It, was pro- it has to be a good experience.
2: Yeah, it was a great experience. We said there was a band in the States and they said they finally made their parents proud when they uh, got to perform for the president and our mom's a huge fan of the royal family and the sedan. and i think that was uh that was a big moment and we said we got to spend the whole week with uh ron mclean and Bare Naked ladies and all the acts that were on that card rehearsing and we got to dive into canadian culture and tip some tip a few cold ones no no river road breweries <laughs> not not yet and, but uh we said that was a great experience and we said you know philip was talking to my brother sandy about the military boots we wear and he was very educated on, uh, you know, the, the military boots, the uh, 11 islet boot was the Canadian garrison. And and so that was just a great experience. And that's something that can't be taken away. And, and actually one time we were, we were out and with Glenn Haley doing a Celebrity event and Jim Cuddy said to us, he said, You know, you guys have accomplishments that I don't, and you know that was one obviously.
1: And yeah, and we said the other thing I think has been interesting about our career, and even in our documentary we've been working on forever. But when you see video of us with Kamala, the Ugandan giant from WWE Wrestling, and Jimmy Hart, who managed Hulk Hogan, and then you go to the Queen. Yeah. And then you go to the Irish Rovers. Right. And then you go to like we've opened for DOA and things like this, Which you know. And so amazing. we from one extreme to the other where who else could say that they could play for a children's venue but you could also play one of the nastiest bars you could find you know so and I mean even the week before we shook hands with the Queen we were playing some wild wild shows you know so we didn't tell her that no she didn't she did (laughs) what she doesn't know won't hurt her no
0: no, I hope not. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's more of that. She might've yeah.
1: might enjoyed it. She might've had fun. I bet you, you know, she's probably fun when she gets oh, a chance I mean, Oh, yeah. Think.
0: You see all the time of her doing some crazy, like just little off the wall things that you wouldn't expect her to they do. They
1: said her, her mom was awesome too. Like right. apparently the queen, my mom really liked the queen's mom. And so she
2: would end her day with scotch and start it with the bagpipe. So how right? can you- yeah. You can't oh,
0: go wrong mom. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Isn't we gotta, that how everyone starts and ends their day? Well, we said- Maybe know. that's <laughs> just here. <Yeah. laughs> (laughs)
2: even after the event was done and we got to shake hands and that Peter Mansbridge uh, he's pretty iconic in Mm -hmm, in Canada and uh, he said the turning point of the show was when the Campbell brothers joined Johnny Reed and the Queen smiled and and uh, he gave us a nice plug. And that's going to be part of the, the documentary. And, and people oh, are going to be shocked here because we said people don't realize where we've been, who we know, what we've done. And you can tell people. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's yeah. drinking that River Road stuff again. <laughs> and uh, then you show them. And and all of a sudden, it's a different ballgame. We've been at parties before where we're kind of getting disrespected because we're the guys in, you know, skirts and playing octopuses. And in comes Don Cherry, who's been amazing to us. And. I think we might be two of the only guys that have his phone number right now,
0: which is pretty amazing, but, uh, honestly. Don, we,
2: well, Don
1: put the uniform on last year, went out into the backyard, put the good suit on there, and gave us a nice shout out for the documentary. Fantastic! And Ron, yeah. right from Ron and Tara Sloan, right from hometown hockey, gave us a nice shout out, and and uh, so he said, for us, it's been it's been. It's pretty, pretty amazing and I don't think people really even know what we've
2: done, no. you know?
0: I mean like I was reading through and I always do this before I have a podcast. I try and find as much information as I can but knowing it's going to be a quick, quick interview. Um. never quick with us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through the list and I was like, I can't, Like, there's no way I can go through all of this. These are so many cool experiences that you've had. And there's, you're still going, like it's still happening. Well, and we that's said the too cool another
1: thing. Yeah. another thing people don't don't understand. Like most people, you know, looking from the outside in. And I was one of these people too. Obviously, I was delusional and and you know had a different idea of what it's really all about. But uh, um, some of the worst moments make the best stories for yeah, the absolutely. book though you know. Not so. in the
0: moment maybe not at the time
1: but even Rob and I back in the day we'd be telling stories we're living in a van down by the river (laughs) like Chris Farley you know
2: and well sometimes you know we said we always joke around and you tell you know band players and and different people that want advice and that it's like take sound check and everything serious because you don't know who's watching and it's like the other day we did a big festival and Ron from the PA shop who's a great guy he's a friend of ours he heard about the new lineup, he came out to see us, and he's got more power than anybody in that field. And so a quick story about that was we were wanting to get into the, uh, the Memorial Cup again. And so we had our buddy, Dell that worked for the Edmonton Oilers, you know, call up and give us a reference. And we had the hunters from uh, hockey of, uh, you know, London Knights London and, Knights. and uh, whatever, hockey legends. And Ron McLean put a good word in for us and then the guy that was booking the event's daughter said she saw this band play to nobody in a snowstorm in Saskatchewan somewhere. And all of a sudden he took her advice and he hired us. And so all of a sudden right. you've got hockey greatness and legacies and all of a sudden you just don't know where help's gonna come from. Right. Like we would think anyone that saw that
1: show might have been the opposite that they, and we've said that, we, you play a show sometimes and you play to thousands of people and it looks really good and uh, they've been drinking and they're drunk and then sometimes you play to a smaller crowd and you can see the difference at the merchandise table you yeah. know and you sometimes people are there
0: for a reason they're yeah. there to see you specifically
1: yeah and, and and like especially we've been doing a lot more small towns and rural stuff and Which and I mean we grew you. up on the farm anyway yeah. right so that's our background and we were telling the story we we're playing McNaughton Home Hardware this uh Mother's Day this year so we got fertilizer bags to the right <laughs> and you want propane over to the left and you know it was a a fantastic we had the biggest merch sales that night that we've had all year so far at any theater we've played 400 seat theaters or a boot hill country jamboree or anything McNaughton's Home Hardware to a small group of farmers and uh, biggest merchandise sales uh, of the year
0: well and you know like when I to me an intimate show like a smaller show where there's less people is is more exciting for me because you get you get a different experience than seeing it at a big stadium or when you've got thousands of people in the crowd. It's just like you're just another number. Whereas when you're playing to a smaller crowd in my mind you've got you're, you're making eye contact you're having real conversations with people you're able to do that kind of thing
1: well we we're still a firm believer of like for the crowds we play with for anyway is uh we're very friendly so yeah. if you want to meet anybody in the band the whole band's friendly and yeah they are and sometimes you know these these um bands that um don't want to meet their fans and stuff like that. Like you have to do that on the way up and usually on the way down again too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh,
1: you know, um,
2: I think that goes a long ways.
0: I do too, one hundred percent in the small towns though. You play to real
2: people and we said that's a great thing when you play like, you know, when we were dropped by the record label and much music quit playing us and that we found out that St. Mary's and, and St. Thomas and, and Sarnia and, and Owen Sound and, and Godridge and, and, and the little towns <laughs> kept us alive. People are real and they don't care. And when you go to these big events, people hear with their eyes. And yes. suddenly the crowds going nuts. And like the other day we sold a lot of merch in Bothwell with the new CD out and now we had a better time spot. We went on at 7.30, it was still daylight. People weren't you know too partied up yet and the ones that wanted to be in bed earlier came out. We sold merch. If we had the next time slot, we would look more like rock stars, but we wouldn't have sold the, the right. CDs and made the- You wouldn't have had
0: the same crowd there that you would at the, in the earlier so, shows.
1: Once they get too many of these in there, then the these. BS- Speaking of
0: these, Whoa. let's talk a little bit about yeah. this, guys. It's Mud Men BS. I'm gonna let you tell the rest of the story. We've made the beer. You tell the story about the beer.
2: <laughs> I bugged the fine folks here at uh, River Road Brewing. Doing a deer, and we said uh, <laughs> we uh, twisted their arm. And we said that was we, a
0: lot of twisting. Yeah. <laughs> there was no twisting. So <laughs> yes.
2: we, uh, we, we wanted a nice light beer that everybody would enjoy in the summertime, and uh, we said I think they nailed a load of the park. And, uh, a really good friend of ours drew the uh, cartoon, character. which is awesome. And, uh, he's a great guy, and so we said we were, originally we were joking around that we were going to try to do a farmer's tan because of the new CD, but then that was taken and.
0: Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Not to look that one up.
2: And, uh, well, we said there are they're good people there too. I won't mention the competition there, but <laughs>
0: they, no, it's um, always we're all good friends, and, so it's uh, all fine.
2: Well, the stone out of force, mm-hmm. so they mm. the do our shows, and so they're going to actually do know they, they, they want uh, business cards that basically say enjoy uh, cold farmer's tan from stone pickers while listening to mud and they're going to handle it with every. That's awesome. We said the craft brewery community seems to be very, very um, close-knit. Yeah, close-knit. Yeah, and
0: absolutely.
1: We like one
0: another. We do, yeah. We spend, I know people are always surprised by that when I say that. It we, is surprising. We spend a lot of time together helping each other out. Like, whether it's, my, you know, I ran we ran out of a bag of lactose to make a certain beer or a special bag, bag of grain. I can call a neighboring brewery and be like, hey guys, we need this today. We've run out and they will drive it to us. Like, we don't even have to drive to pick it up. And we just do that with each other all the time. That's just how we kind of have formed our own alliance in a weird, weird way.
2: We actually released the beer uh, in 2018 for our 20th anniversary because like we said earlier on, people think that, you know, we've just, you know, uh, been formed at breakfast and here we are kind of thing. And so we thought, well, they're going to look at the accomplishments and see us with, you know, Ron McLean and the Queen and stuff like that. And it was a little bit of a brag sheet and this and that. And so we said, I think we were one of the first bands to do it. The hip have released one since and the Trues and bands like that. And we said, uh, there's a few different breweries. are talking about a quick uh, 25 beer for us, 25-year beer next year, like whatever. So we said, you know, it's... uh, We sell beer when we play music, Celtic music sells beer and Yeah, it's true,
0: 100%. Hopefully
2: this one is here for good.
0: I think so, yeah, Um, we really like it.
2: The 25-year ones are gonna be more quick in and out in the story, and I was talking to Dave that my brother Sandy had a great idea that March is actually the anniversary date, and I said, it's obviously up to you guys, but next year would be pretty cool if you do 25 for 25, and the month of March you sell a case of beer, you get an extra one free, so you get the 25 beers for the price of 24, 25. Ah, <laughs> fun! Beers, just yeah. for a month. Yeah. Make them, make them. Make them work that. for it, yes. Get get free, because when you offer free, people sometimes have forehands.
0: Yeah, I know. You know. Yes, I do know this. I do know this.
2: You know, we gotta tell some more BS. Some
0: more BS. <laughs> BS. Yes.
2: I, I joked on. I said one sip, and you'll be telling BS. We said when we grew up, people don't always understand our humor and how we were brought up, but. We were in a small little town and we didn't get out much as it, it shows with our intelligence. But uh, you know, you watch wrestling in, in the morning and, and hockey at night. Yep. But, you know, you look forward to the weekends and, and it was pretty cool, like we said, we got to uh, perform with some of the shows that people that we got to watch, so I was overs, Tommy Hunter, stuff like that. You're on cards with these guys. Mr. So they dress they Up Mr Dress Up. Life, Do you yeah.
0: know what? That's <laughs>
2: But he the, was fantastic. Yeah. But for years, we'd have storytellers come over to the house and play and fiddle, and we had a, a, a neighbor of ours that was related to our mom, five in guy, and he would come and he would tell these stories that were, he'd tell it so well he didn't know if it was, you know, it's like pro wrestling. It's like, is this, did this turn real all of a sudden? Like, and that's when it's good, when there's a hint of tr- truth and a little bit of vinegar on the salad. And,
0: that's what and makes then, a story. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Then,
2: and the art of storytelling is, uh, is dying.
1: Well, we tell stories like that sometimes, too. It's like, now, this is the story that I heard, and it doesn't sound very realistic, but I want to believe it. I know, Because right? it's yes. just <laughs> a great
0: story, you know? Let's talk about this a little bit before you guys have to go on and play. So, new CD, Farmer's Tan. When did this start up? Well, this is just, well, let's
1: tell us a story about this. It came out, uh, what, two day- yesterday, yeah, two, two days, days ago, ago? Something like that. So this has been probably the long, well, one of the longest albums ever. So, and of course, COVID hit and it slowed us down there. And so, uh, I don't know. But we, uh, we've we been going to put this out for quite a while. But it's finally out now and- uh, I'm excited. We think it's pretty- Pretty good. It's hard to brag up your own thing, but
2: you
0: gotta like, though. You have to. You, you should do. be proud of yourself. We said,
2: well, it's funny because the picture, Sand and I took that picture, it's a really good friend of ours arm. But show that, show that was that. taken at the Chatham Palm match, I think it was two thousand and seventeen. Oh funny, yep. And uh, whenever that was or eighteen around that and so we were we had uh, the ideas in the works and we had a few stumbling blocks, like we said COVID, we lost a few band members, we said we got a great group now, and we said our new singer is Magic, and and, uh, he's had great success in the past, and he's been on radio, nominated for Country Music Awards, and and we feel that he can steer us in a direction that we need to go, because, you know, he'll talk to anybody, kids, you know, elderly, he's got time for you, and uh, that's very important, and uh, so we said we think this album's going to be amazing, and we've been Toying with the idea of a Christmas album for 20 years or 25, whatever. Do it.
0: Or <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes.
2: we
1: well, said. we were hoping to get one out for this Christmas, but Where we'll else? see. not
2: looking. That's I okay. think we.
0: That's don't. okay. Yeah, maybe. Who knows?
1: Or maybe it has to be a single. We've never been into releasing one song at a time. We've never done that. And people try to tell us albums are obsolete, but they don't know what they're talking about. They need to. Uh, they need to maybe make sure they know what they're talking about before they start talking, because we still sell CDs.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. We
1: make, we make friends with a lot of people, so uh, that certainly goes a long way. And we think this, uh, this, um, the few songs on there, for example, too, like Farmer's Tan, I think the farming community is going to eat that up, I you know, do that you're too. so country yep. that you were born yep. with a yep. farmer's tan, you know. Absolutely. And uh, it's a fun song and um, Uh, I think that's going to work. And then we have, you know, some other songs too, where we have a song in there called Good Guy, and it's talking about, you know, never giving up, no matter what the obstacle is in your way. It doesn't matter whether it's sickness or whatever your challenge is, but you don't have to accept defeat ever. So, no matter what it is, whatever your back's against the wall, you don't give up. And um, so, it's hopefully a motivational kind of song. And also, there's a line in there too, you know, never give up, never give. and, And in the end, the good guy always wins.
0: Well, look, you guys have to get on stage because there's going to be some sad people if you don't start getting there. And I'm sure you have to have a, some to you. I do want to thank you guys so much, so, so much for joining us. And again, like this is, this is so exciting for us. It, it is near and dear to our hearts that you guys come here and play at our house, which is basically what's happening here to all these amazing people. These are all people that are here to see you. And so I really hope that that kind of resonates and I hope it resonates with these people that you're willing to come here and play for them because, I mean, it's a small little town, right? And there's, this is a pretty awesome little spot. We're from
1: population 1,000. Yeah, same,
0: right? (laughs) We're (laughs) we're
1: originally 800, but we're up to 1,000 now. But I think we'll have to do. You know how they're doing this uh, video now, but you eat the hot chicken wings and see what yeah. level well, you go through the hot. I think we'll have to do an interview again down the road where we just keep drinking
2: really okay. hard and see what I happens after. I really like this after. idea.
0: Thank you so much, guys. Oh, uh, we will do this again. Okay. I want to talk when we do the Christmas album for sure. We'll shear some sheep, too. We'll sh- no. you, you know, yeah, you wear a kilts, the sheep run.
1: Oh, I know. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Stay tuned, and we will have a new episode coming out soon. Cheers. Cool. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. <laughs>